Here we go. Is on. Content catch up. Friends and enemies, episode three, Julian. We're back. We're back again. How are you? Back Talk again. to me. I'm I'm well, Michael. Um, friends, enemies, anyone else? Um, it's good to be back. I I've been on the road again, and it's my fault that we haven't recorded. So I've got to got to preface anything with that. Um, had an enjoyable trip to the land of the king now. Our land of the king, yes. Land of yourself. the king. I assume that's um, our, who you're referring to. Yes, I just went down to Coburg Central for two weeks. Um, but no. <laughs> well, King Julian, actually, that little um, what's that animal off Madagascar? Yeah, I think great it's a character lemur or something. Yes, mm. yeah, something like that. Off topic. Um, anyway, went went down there or up there rather um, for a wedding. Got to got to see a few friends that I hadn't seen in a long time, and yeah, it was a good good little trip. Yeah, went. any um, I know. I know your last trip, Julian. Sorry for cutting you off. You had a little. Um, we went through a few dot points, but just quick ones. Any any learnings from the trip? Any lowlights, highlights? Uh, lowlights would definitely be traveling thirty six hours, um, just yep. to get to one place. That's a that's a huge lowlight. Um, yep. Highlights definitely the wedding. Wedding was a lot of fun, um, and also my trip to Ireland. I got to see two friends that I hadn't seen in like 10 years and spend a couple oh, of days nice. with them. So that was sweet. Learnings. I went to my first ever EPL game. Um, oh, how was so it? So went. it was an experience. So we went, uh, we went to West Ham v Fulham. I think it was, um, I wouldn't quote me on that at London stadium which is the Olympic stadium that London had built. So in East London, brilliant, brilliant stadium. It's like a 60,000-seat stadium, so probably equivalent to Marvel Stadium plus a few more. Um, but West Ham is – I don't know if you've seen – you would have seen it. Your team, the Hammers, the, the Green Ham. Street Elite. Yeah. <laughs> so they're – uh, listeners, just to fill you in, I used to joke that I know nothing about soccer, but whenever <laughs> I used to play FIFA when I was younger, West Ham, for some reason, were my were my squad. I think it's because they were burgundy. Their colour's burgundy, isn't it? Yeah, burgundy and light, light yeah, blue. Yeah, I used to... Burgundy used to be my thing. But um, anyway, Run, West Ham. Um, but they were... <laughs> so they're like a, a rough team, I guess. They've got like a really fanatical supporter base. Um, and... So we went to like this pub beforehand, which is just like this typical West Ham pub. And it was literally like you were in someone's backyard. Like it was just like someone had opened up their courtyard and had started <laughs> serving beers. Love um, you walk in and there's like two options of beers. There's like an Amstel or a Heineken and nothing else. And that's what you get. Um, <laughs> and then you walk around the corner and there's some guy serving chips and gravy. So you can either have chips, chips and gravy, Salt and vinegar chips or, just, or a hamburger. Or just gravy. Oh, no, wow, no, okay. no, no gravy. Oh, sorry, chips and curry sauce as well. That was the other one. Um, I like it. Simplicity. Simplicity. So you get stuck into those. And then literally it's about five minutes before the actual kickoff and this everyone's just like, right, time to go. And everyone just clears out. The pub starts clearing up. And if you're sitting there, they're like, no, 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 like, fuck off, like go to the game, don't don't <laughs> hang around here anymore, you're not welcome. So people don't sit at the pub like we do and watch the game? No, they're gone. There's not one TV in there. 
They're all they're oh. all going to the game. Like I, I'm not kidding. This pub was just like in the middle of nowhere. You wouldn't go there unless you were going to the game. Um, yeah, sounds like a ritual so, or like a routine. It, I think it was because then you walk over with everyone, um, and then you just all get into the game. They take their seats, and it's like kickoff happens. There's literally no one in the stadium before the kickoff starts. It's oh wow, and like from a a nerd fan engagement perspective, there's nothing like there's no competitions. There's no like sing along with this. There's no clap your hands here. There's like no nothing. Even after the game, as soon as it's done, everyone just pisses off. It's actually a really interesting insight. Cause I wonder that I wonder if that contributes to the craziness of the soccer fans. Like, cause there's nothing to let your mm. energy out pregame and it's all just as soon as it's go, it's like, all right, we're on, on like you've got to, yeah bring all your energy to the start and everyone's rushing to get in there that probably brings adds to it i think it does i think it's like well you, the ritual is that you catch up before the game and then once it's done it's kind of done like you might go to the pub and watch another game like there were still people in the pubs afterwards but because it was also like sunday at two o'clock i imagine people were just like all right well that's my day yeah kind of finish off oh well but that's yeah. that's interesting I like good that. experience um, yeah, quick question on the the wedding. Now that you've um, now that you've conducted, what's the right? I always forget the right word about when you're the um, celebrated. So yeah, you celebrated a wedding. Does that mean you're real critical on this wedding? So were you looking at whoever the celebrant was and just nitpicking the absolute <laughs> shit out of them? Well, look, I think the key as a celebrant myself um, to attending a wedding is just realizing they're never going to be as good as you. So, <laughs> okay. Well, that is a really good approach to life. I, yeah. I think. I like, think that's really healthy. I'm the pinnacle of wedding celebrants as far as I'm and concerned. Do you do that with most things? So like when you walk into a room, do you just stare down at everyone thinking, bloody, like you are, you are woeful at life compared to me, ma'am, sir. I mean, you don't? No, that's that's a you thing. We'll talk oh, about this offline. Maybe I'll yeah. a bit of personal development for you, I think. I think I've developed personally better than <laughs> what anyone are your else, values? to be honest with you. <laughs> what are your values? Uh, Anti-humility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the opposite of the, the Carlton Blues. Oh, God. Um, anyway, what have you been up to? Oh, nothing compared to that, really. Um <laughs> No, nothing big. I just spent a few days at home because I've got a lot of tradies at my place, Jules. Oh, Plenty yes. going on. What's, roof what's, works, what are the tradies? Roof leaks. Ah, a little bit of roof works. Love that for you. Yeah, love that. Um, and I find tradies funny. They just they don't tell you when they're rocking up. 7 a.m. one morning, I think I was in the shower and you just hear people hopping on top of your roof. You're like, thanks for the heads up, fellas. <laughs> I thought you were going to say hopping into the shower. I'm like, Oof, what type of tradies are you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how they. Yeah, that's how they entered. Uh, no, but no, no, nothing exciting really. Um, had a bit of a freelance golf shoot on Friday, as you know, which yes. is a bit of an interesting experience in the rain. I don't know if you've yeah, ever done was... anything in the rain like that, but it's hard to get some photos. No, I was going to ask because we were sitting there at work talking about whether this was actually going to go ahead or not, and you were very confident that it was, and I was on the fence of whether it would happen or not. Yeah, so it was a golf day for the friends down at Producey. A lot of you might probably know their podcast, but um, got a bit of a golf brand going on. I think Dill Buckley does. Um, 
Yeah, but it it was it still went ahead. The original plan was to get buggies, which would have been a bit of fun, but Oof. it was too wet for the buggies because I don't know whether they were worried we'd get bogged or I, don't, I, I know nothing <laughs> about golf, so maybe they just don't use buggies when it's raining that heavily. But um, that was basically get the poncho and put a poncho around the camera because I don't have a proper sort of uh, camera rain jacket, if you will, and put wet the poncho the over the, the camera. It was challenging. Yeah. Wet yeah. Kit. Um. But I got there. I think we got some good stuff. So I haven't actually gone through it all, but it was an experience. My feet were absolutely soaked, though. That is a day ruiner for a shoot. I'll tell you that much. Now, can you imagine if you were in a buggy? You would, you would have had to have like a, um, you know, those American films, the swamp, like, what are they called? Like they go racing on the swamp and oh, they've got the, the big fans the, on the back. Yeah. You know what it was like hovercrafts. Hovercrafts, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been cool. Turn, turn the shutter up on your camera. You get some good, get some good motion shots. <laughs> That's it. Tracking shots in honor of our good friend Casey. Yeah, she actually kills them. Um, Loves a tracking shot. A um, but um, very interesting. Yeah, but with the golf. That, yeah, yeah, but we got it done, so it was a good experience. Wonderful. Apart oh, from that, sorry, everything Jules, else. Oh, I'm, wait. I, I, I met our mate Scott Walton. Oh, Scotty. Um. Yeah, so um, episode no season what two maybe season one? Yeah, I don't know when he was on. So pretty early. Of Pilots Club and yeah, founder of Pilots Club and I think he does some stuff at the front bar now. But he was down there, so that was good to see him. Um, what's what's yeah, he working on? Uh, actually, we might need to cut this. He sort of asked me to keep it on the down low. So okay, then don't, we'll don't, just, don't we'll leave it him. that we met him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met him. That was good. <laughs> oh god so like, don't the less editing the better <laughs> yeah thanks Riverside um, alright well maybe in the future you'll be able to tell us about that one but for yeah, now I'll, I'll elaborate shall we jump into some content yes yeah I'll go first this week okay. so let me bring it last, up for you here we yeah, go last week um, want to talk contract announcements Jules so the Jack Jumpers seem to get an incredible amount of mentions on this show, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> it's probably about 50-50 if we're honest. Um, this week it's good though. So they're, um, one of their players, Jack McVeigh, which quick shout out to my brother Darren and Jack. Jack um, and Darren are doing a podcast together. So Oof. they started this a couple of weeks ago. It's called The Shooter's Pod. has nothing to do with this example, just in case you're wondering, Jules. But um so non-basketball fans, Jack McVeigh is a player for the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, and uh, we'll give this video a play. Um, but basically, they announced his new contract live to the crowd after the game, after a home win, and I, I thought it was really cool. That's a great idea. I like this. Yeah. So I don't think they say too much more, but you get the concept. So instead of going out, and this is what I want to talk to you about, I think I think sometimes with contract extensions and positive news in Clubland, we think about too much how it looks on social media as opposed to maybe getting a creativity to a physical 
um, like physical creativity, I guess, like how we're going to do it in person, how we're going to give back to the fans. So they've basically, um, and I think Jack actually talked about this on the podcast. I just talked about his podcast um, that the reason they did this bit of insight scoop. Thank you, Darren Barker. <laughs> um, bit of insight scoop that the reason they did this is because at halftime, someone in the locker room said that the the information, sorry, the news had been leaked. So someone went out on Twitter or whatever that he signed a contract extension. So I think basically they decided, okay, this is our home game. If we win this, why don't we announce it to the crowd? Because only a certain amount of people know. And just the reaction of it, like it's such a good idea to give back to the fans of like, this is you, this is is your positive news. They all go nuts. They start uh, chanting Jack, I think. I just think it's unreal. I think also after a win, like the, everyone's already such high energy. Like why yeah. wouldn't you take advantage of it? It's like immediate um, social media verification, uh, validation, but in, in person. It's yeah, like, that's what I'm, and it doesn't create, it doesn't take any um, hard ideas. Like you've got the content right here. How good is this mm. video? You don't need to do anything special to it. But do you agree? Like, do you think we sometimes think about how good a new new player contract announcement will look good, uh, how good it will look as a graphic or how funny a video will be or what have yeah. you. But also, like, there's nothing stopping you from making a graphic after this if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. But it's just, I mean? like, the like, announcement yeah. element of it. We, we probably focus too much on how it looks on social media, not what our fans like or yeah. using our fans. Yeah. Oh, I love this. It's, like, very similar to um, – well, they don't do it so much anymore, but, like – footy clubs back in the day used to sometimes save some big announcements for the best and fairest um, and oh, announce yeah. it there. But this is way more accessible as well. Like this is definitely rewarding people that come to your games and like, I don't know, if you make yeah, a habit of it, engaging. like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. sweet. What? But one new contract extension every <laughs> home every week? Every week, yeah. Let me get people <laughs> We win, you sign. Uh, That's it. <laughs> we win. <laughs> we win, we give one of our players that we might not actually want for our future, but it's a reward. <laughs> um, do, you anyway, think there's anyone, do you think this could ever backfire and if it's a contract extension that no one wants? <laughs> no one cheers. <laughs> that would be stuff great. gets thrown over the fence instead. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to pick pick wisely with the player. You'd have to make yeah. sure that they're liked. I would love to see an alternate take of this, like a, a blooper where perhaps <laughs> the crowd didn't react properly and, and the old mate had to go like, no, 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 we need a reaction from this. Come Just on. walks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, nah, no, so really good signing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so good idea from the Jack Jumpers. Yeah. But... Nah, love it. Let's move on to your stuff, Jules, because I think you've got a handful of stuff to throw at me. I, I do have a little bit. Let's start off with like a really quick one. Um, good friend of the show, uh, Mike Corbett, has finished up at oh, the yeah. NBL. Um, yeah. Six years, man. It's a it's a long stint to to kind of put in. Um, this is just really awesome. Like it's shouldn't be surprising. Um, Shift Refresh, what's his name again? Lee Olsen. Um, Lee Olsen, yeah. Yeah, has put this together for Mike Corbett, which I think is just um, a really nice acknowledgement of someone who probably has had such a big impact on the actual NBL scene um, and industry and probably like changed it up. But also a few nods to the dunk comp um, over here and some yeah. few classic players. It's just a really fitting tribute, I think. Um, yeah. And something you'd be so chuffed to see come out, wouldn't you? Yeah, I remember Darren. So, listeners, so what we're looking at is a graphic design by Lee Olsen, which is basically Mike 
Um, he's he's like the social media, I guess, lead or I don't know what his title was, but the whole MBL's personality, their Twitter sort of puns and their yeah, their Twitter personality, I believe, is basically ninety percent Mike. So mm. um, Lee Olson has just put like an artist impression on Mike sitting at his desk with all these relevant things surrounding him. Uh, we can put a photo up on it, maybe. Yep. Um, what the hell was your question, Jules? It wasn't the question. I, I just there's no question. I just thought it's it's a nice like uh, a fitting yeah. tribute to um and like I said, you'd be so chuffed if someone turned around and and did this for you, especially someone of like Lee's um yeah Lee's like what's the word status almost like he's a big dog in the industry. He's a big dog. I believe they actually might have got this printed out in one of those glass um frames as well. So he oh, yeah, has nice. that for his home. I think yeah. yeah. Good little touch. Good and call. congrats, Mike, um, on whatever you're doing next. I'm not too sure, Bucks. Do you know? Uh, I think he's having a spell. I think he's just oh, had wonderful. that old, yeah, bit of a burnout from the industry. But as you said, six six years is a fair stint. So congrats to everything he's done. No, I think, um, yeah, really well done. Um, I've got two here. Let's start off with the more serious one because the other one's a bit of a piss take. Um, okay. So this is... Um, Obviously, a little bit of controversy going around. Um, we'll have a listen now if you're listening. We have learned that the decision to host the World Cup in Qatar has resulted in the suffering and in the harm of countless of our fellow workers. These migrant workers who have suffered are not just numbers. Like the migrants that have shaped our country and our football, they possess the same courage and determination to build a better life. As players, we fully support the rights of the LGBTI plus people. But in Qatar, people are not free to love the person that they choose. Addressing these issues is not easy and we do not have all the answers. We stand with FIFPRO, the Building and Woodworkers International and the International Trade Union Confederation seeking to embed reforms and establish a lasting legacy in Qatar. This bit of content came out from the Socceroos earlier this week um, and it's a kind of direct response to some of the, the controversies in um, the twenty this year's World Cup in Qatar. Qatar has basically had like really terrible working conditions for a lot of its immigrant workers and we just checked there and it was something like 6,500 people have died building the stadium and that's the documented ones. There's probably more undocumented ones. Um, so the, a bit of like the international community has kind of like gone, gone up and been like, Hey, like what the fuck? Like you can't just <laughs> treat people like this and, and expect it to go under the rugs. And the, there's been a few teams pull out of the world cup. A lot of teams, I think there's another team who were purposely changed their uniform to black rather than have their like national colors to like, show oh, this is an event of mourning rather than like event of celebration. Um, and the Socceroos, and I think it's important for a number of reasons because it kind of shows like why they're going to go and play. Um, but also like an impressive standpoint from an Australian national team, because I feel like quite often they, they shy away from these conversations and, and don't often put themselves like as individuals, they might go off and do like share particular content but to come together as a team be like oh no like this is bad and we acknowledge that this is bad but we can use our platform at this tournament to keep talking about how bad it is um and keep bringing it to the front of attention rather than just not participate so whether or not that's the right thing i'm not sure but like to take us 
have a stance and like to say something I think is pretty important. So I don't, I don't know, probably not an easy one to have thoughts on, but like, what do you think? If there's anything that pops into your mind, any opinions on this? Um, I probably don't have enough context, but I was just giving it a watch then. And, and I, I, I totally agree with what you said. And I think you articulated it very well. And from what I first looked at it, it, it looks like there's majority of players or like, it looks like it's not just one mm-hmm. or two in the video. And it looks like I could be wrong, but it looks like it's all in their own words too. Like, you know how sometimes people or teams speak up of, um, things that are biggest than sport, um, examples mm. like this and you can tell like they're reading of something that felt organic from a quick skin Did, is that would that be accurate yeah i think so like they'd obviously have some points because it's pieced together like yeah. with different different parts but it does feel less teleprompty and i think also because they've shot it on their own phones like in, yeah. in selfie mode like it does feel a little bit more authentic i think that's a very good point and i so i often like when in our roles or if we might see it around um, in other teams or other club land where things are done on the proper camera with a proper setup, with a proper room, it's funny how that can feel a lot less. Um, it's like the the better produced stuff can feel less organic and um, mm. what's the word, like less genuine than a phone video would because that's what everyone relates to. Like you're doing it off your own phone, you're speaking more honest and openly almost. Like it's not like the better yep. produced stuff almost comes across like, okay, you're probably be t- being told what to say there. Yeah. And it's not like there's, you're right. There's not someone in the room going like, nah, do that again. Yeah. Cut. Do that again. Yeah. 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 That's the wrong thing. Um, yeah. So just, uh, I think if you haven't watched it, we'll, we'll put a little bit of the audio in the show, obviously, but like there's, it goes for about three minutes. So have a look. Um, some important stuff then. And then like, yeah, I think it's just, continual reminder that as an industry like we do have a, a responsibility to sometimes speak up and for all those people that say that sport doesn't belong or politics don't belong in sport or whatever it is well that's bullshit because this is a body that's funded by a national government and you know like sport and politics are intertwined so closely that it if you have an opinion or need to say something you need to do it yeah particularly the national teams too like the australian teams have more responsibility i think you could say yeah. Um, the last one, it's a bit of a piss take. So I don't know if you've been following um, <laughs> this whole puck bean thing that's popped no. up. On... No, I have not. Okay. So this is like my, one of my favorite things ever. And I'm going to find the original <laughs> tweet while I just have a little Insane. bit of a chat. Oh, my God. So do you like Mr. Bean? That's the I other love question. Mr. Bean. Okay. So this week, early this week, Zimbabwe and um, Pakistan played together, right, Um, in the 2020 World Cup. Um, Also, shout out to Hamza, who's having the worst week of his life because Pakistan are absolutely (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Um, So they've come together and... There's there's like a little bit of controversy, a little bit of saltiness from the two teams. Um, so someone has found this on the Pakistani like cricket place, right? Or their Twitter, they've gone on to the next challenge. Pretty standard tweet after you lose. And this guy from Zimbabwe has tweeted in and he's written, as Zimbabweans, we won't forgive you. You once gave us that fraud, Puck Bean, instead of Mr. Bean Rowan. We will settle the matter tomorrow. Just pray the rains will save you. 
So everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Like what's going on? And the context here. So there's a little bit more, right? So someone's asked like, what's happened, brother? And the same guy who tweeted earlier has gone, they gave us Puck Bean instead of Mr. Bean on one of our local events called Agriculture Show. Someone else. What the fuck is Puck Bean? So Pakistan have sent over a Mr. Bean impersonator called Puck Bean to this event rather than the real Mr. Bean. So this This is brilliant, right? So this guy... He's so salty on it. This is the fuck called Puck Bean who imitates Mr. Bean stealing people's <laughs> money. <laughs> so, Do people know it's not this, the real Mr. Bean? I, I don't know. I think they maybe got told that there was going to be a Mr. Bean and they got sent <laughs> over a Puck Bean instead. So anyway, so this then leads to so Zimbabwe beat Pakistan, which is one of the biggest upsets of the tournament so far. Yeah. And the president of Zimbabwe, what a win for Zimbabwe. Congratulations to the Chevrons. Next time, send the real Mr. Bean. (laughs) It's like a whole thing that's, oh, my God. And then there's this other video. So Puck Bean has actually replied um, to this. I'll add this in here um, and we'll have a, you can have a listen to it. So it just builds on builds on builds. And I just think, this is so, such stupid content. But That's like, hilarious. I want to watch the video. Hello, how are you, my lovely, lovely, my friend? How are you? I am Mr. Pak Bean. Oh, yes. And lovely, lovely, and very lovely, Zambwawe. Yes. I love you, Zambwawe. I like you. <laughs> He's terrible. Zambwawe, I love you, okay. Zambwawe people. <laughs> Zambwawe people. Oh, it's goodness. just fucking ridiculous. It's brilliant. It's just like, um, I don't know, man. I don't even know where this sits in the content universe, but credit to everyone for just building on this. I don't even think Pakistan and Zimbabwe care, but the people around <laughs> no. it, I just love the guy that that's that bitter, that is like, this is the fuck. <laughs> and then it's gone to the president. <laughs> It's like such it's a good brilliant. Twitter example of one person making a comment and almost like the power that Twitter has to dial in on one person's opinion oh. and just make it go across this whole global almost. Oh, just blow it out of proportion. Like, oh, it's brilliant. It was one of the highlights of the, the tournament so far. But anyway, that's that. <laughs> that's great for me. That's... um. That could that could have been in the egg of the week, but I appreciate it. I think it's I think it's a bit more a bit more bossy than egg. But anyway, shall we get on to that our favourite segment here? Egg of the week. Good segue to egg of the week. Hey, did you know how segue is spelled? This is real boring chat. This like, did you know? Uh, yeah, like the segue of conversation. Isn't it S E G W A Y? No, S E G U E. Apparently. Oh, there you go. No, I feel like... The more you know. Exactly. Google it if you don't believe me, listeners. I found that out during the week and I just fainted. No, I didn't really. Egg of the week. Um, <laughs> oh, did I put this in the eggs? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I called this an egg, but it could be a boss. So during the week, I found out that the Denver Nuggets mascot gets paid $625,000 as their annual salary. We're in I- the wrong industry. I just don't I I don't know what to make of this and I don't really know what to say about this but 
That's amazing. That that's like a boss. To... Is that? Well, it's on Bleacher Report. Have to. You gonna say was it real? No, no. Like, is it justified? Like, how much do we know about Rocky? Is he a good mascot? You want to? Well, maybe I could do a bit of a deep dive. Well, I don't care how good a mascot you are, though. Six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. There'd be that many people that do much more important jobs than the mascot. <laughs> Not taking anything away from it, but like, go on. Where do we think that? Um, yeah, where do we think that Benny the Bull sits on the scale? Because yeah. he was like, well, he'd the Bull like, is pretty, yeah, pretty iconic. Good. He'd be. You'd, you'd have yeah. to guess if we were to guess one. He'd have to be the most iconic mascot. Yeah, and what makes industry wide walkout maybe <laughs> for all mascots who are not getting paid six hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year. That's and so listeners, just for reference, it says that Rocky makes roughly ten times the average salary of an NBA mascot, which is sixty k a year. So maybe I need to do a bit more of a dig because I can't mm. comprehend why he'd earn that much more. But I put it in egg because I just thought it was an unbelievable stat. But boss to Rocky, so a bit of a crossover. I've. I've got a potential question on this, and perhaps this is why the salary is so high. Is it like, is Rocky more than one person and that 625 is shared across like six people? Oh, that'd be a sneaky way of wording it. I don't know. Mm. I think it's definitely misleading though. I I wouldn't be appreciative of that. Because like 625 is also going to be more than some basketball players get paid. Well, no, in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, what? Not in the head of Like a G League player or something. Yeah. How insulting is that? Anyway, maybe I'll I'll come back to you next week with why. What I'll give you a dot point of what his roles are or their yeah. roles are. Can know, you give me it. some like an itemized um, list of what the expenses are as what well you, for tax think, purposes? What do you think Rocky's to do list looks like? Day to day. I don't know, day to day Rocky's tasks. Uh, Throw massive popcorn at someone. No, tick. but like not game day. I want to know what, like that's Backflip. a full-time salary. Like it's not game day every day. What does yeah, he do during the week? How does he prep for a game? How does he get Stretch. better? Professional development. That's so cool. That's cool. I'm going to go fucking learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> get paid 625K. Anyway, you don't have an egg. Do you? Um, I've got a small one. Let me see if I can reshare the right screen. Um, window. Yeah, this is just a quick one. It's just pretty stupid, to be honest. Like, I noticed this poster in my gym, um, and <laughs> I, I just thought, like, oh, let's see if we can do this properly. No? Okay. So they've clearly gone and got this poster made up. It's just something that, for those listening at home, this is, like, refer a friend and receive two weeks free. Pretty standard, right? Um, mm. But because it's a snap fitness, it's probably like a template that you have to go in and you, like, fill in your details down the bottom for the club. They've just like gone Snap Fitness Coburg, phone number, and then where they're supposed to put website, they've just written website. <laughs> yeah, small one for me, but definitely worthwhile egg. That's it's very small, amazing. but like this is on four different posters in the gym. Like, yeah. just be better. Yeah, be anyway, better than that. It's not massive. No, that's fair. Just enough. something I, I noticed. That's all right. Um, all right. Boss. On the other side of this, let's go to the bowls. Boss of the week, boss of the week, boss, 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 boss of the week. Boss, you kick us off. Bucks, you are. Oh, okay, no, I'll kick us off. Um, 
saw this pop up and Bucks, you might be able to tell me the teams here. Um, this looks like purples at Sydney Kings. Sydney Kings and Cairns Taipans. All right, Cairns Taipans. So we're in the NBL again. Um, we don't need sound for this one, but we've got some court line footage of um, one of their players inbounding the ball, buzzer beater for a three, and Sydney Kings win. Great footage, pretty cool. But then we scroll along as this video goes, and I just want you to have a look at this guy in the black here, a little court assistant who is just trolling the Sydney uh, the Cairns Taipans, waving at them, okay, waving on. goodbye. I'll, I'll play it through, but now you know where he is. Just watch through. Uh- <laughs> Look at the sass. Yeah, that's a strong wave. Yeah. That's yeah. a good boy. Thanks him. for coming. We'll see you later. I'm bossing him. I think that's just, yeah. I don't know. I'd expect to say that in American sports. I just would not expect to say that oh, courtside. Floor, floor, uh, <laughs> like, floor wiper. Yeah, like here he is again. Just <laughs> see ya. <laughs> that's like, it's such a good point. And if a player did do that, yeah. it'd be great, but you'd probably be. People, their tall poppy syndrome, like, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, arrogant. I can't believe you do that. Uh, but for a four wiper, someone... that's accepted. <laughs> oh, nice. Ice cold, waving <laughs> He's bye bye. the comments. Very good. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Um, that's my boss. I'll nice. rate it. Let's like open that. up yours. What have you got? Um, this is, you could probably just put a snippet of this, but, um, Steve Ballmer is, this was a few weeks ago, preseason game. So the NBA season has actually started, but this was a preseason game for the Clippers. Now, the Clippers owner is Steve Ballmer, who, Ballmer, I don't know how you pronounce it, but he, is he the founder of Microsoft or something? He or he was the CEO of Microsoft, something like that. Um, but he bought the Clippers years ago and his energy, just watch like the first 20 <laughs> seconds by yourself, Jules. His Check. energy is just unmatched. It's unbelievable. Like he's literally <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs and he does this. This is like an introduction to the Se- Seattle crowd. Um, put the audio over the top, but I, I love him. Everything he does is amazing. I am so excited. <laughs> Especially from such a big dog position to have that sort of like, he's almost a mascot of the clip in my eyes. Like he, yeah, the way he carries on is just so And people love that. That's huge. I rate that. Yeah, I rate that. Can you imagine if that happened at Carlton? Like Luke says, just like. <laughs> Could you imagine like. Oh, a, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, that's true. Could you imagine, like, at a um, if he brings that energy into like every day, though, like how draining that would be. Like morning, oh morning, Carlton. <laughs> Dinner time. I'm so excited <laughs> for this pasta. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh does. god, you couldn't keep that up. Though. Rest in peace to his poor family. <laughs> I don't probably appreciate it. <laughs> All right, good segment. I don't know if we're going to end on um, the name of it, but I've called it the controversial call. You happy with that? Yeah. Yeah? I think it's the the content-troversial. No, controversial call. So um, you can go first or you can go after me, Jules, but we actually had a bit of um, fan input this week to firstly Mm. our old mate Edwin, who we haven't mentioned for a while, but he asked you, so... Jules's first, your first controversial call, you made a statement that you think all game day graphics from clubs are starting to look the same. Yeah. And he yep. sort of responded to us saying, do we think the fans even care that they look similar? What do you think? No. Nah. 
No, yeah. No, I don't. And I think this is one of the things we've spoken about before. It's like I actually had a chat to our graphic designer about something like this because um, they came and they showed us some of the Lakers examples on the story um, about like how they're really well graphically produced and they like design every story that they put up on a game day. And they're like, oh, is this something we want to do? And I said, look, it's a nice thought really like but who are the fans like looking through and going like oh that's really nicely designed or are they going like i just want to see the players yeah um and i think it's a similar point to this it's like our fans aren't sitting there going through 18 other clubs like um graphics and going like oh like they all look the same um it's definitely just an industry thing for I, sure. I totally, Do you think differently? No, I totally agree. So we're not going to fight about this. Maybe maybe it yeah. would have been uh, fun to invite Edwin on as a guest spot because I hope he would argue with us. <laughs> he does like to argue with us. But... Just fight with us every week. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could bring him on. Like, I don't care if he agrees with us. Like, his job, his job is to come on and disagree with us. So just passionately argue yeah. the other way. That'd be fun. Um, no, yeah, I, why don't we? <laughs> I agree with you. I think... Um, I think our team, Carlton team, has probably learned this as we've gone as well. Like you can definitely over template things. Like it's not, yeah. We might think it looks cool, but it's probably smarter putting your time elsewhere. And that's not to say you can sort of make things look clean and consistent, but it is probably just a, a line of how much time to spend on that. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Like it is, yeah. Where are you spending your time, and is it valuable? Um, yeah. Second all right, what's this one? next one you've got for us? So Bradley Holt has written in, um, I think he's sent in a few things. Um, But this one, he just wanted us to talk about, well, he, I think we actually mentioned this during the week. So during the off season, he wants, um, I'll sort of read out his messages, but his message here, but he basically is bringing up um, clubs and players showing themselves in the off season in the gym. So um, he's sort Mm -hmm. of putting quotation marks when the players in the gym during their off season are putting up posts saying always working or starting early. Um, and his sort of point to that is like, if they aren't traveling, what else are they actually going to do while their partners, <laughs> while their partners and mates are at the nine to five jobs. And I think what he's trying to say is, I think he's actually, so he's saying it's going to set a good first impression when players meet them. I think he's actually complimenting it, but I think he's probably trying to get us to talk about what we think of those off season gym posts. Um, which we've done a couple. Carlton have done a couple recently, but I, yeah. I will. My first comment to this is obviously they've got other interests and hobbies outside of their their jobs, like like everyone else. Just because they're footy players and athletes, they're obviously going to be doing other things. But um, I don't mind the off season posts. I, I wouldn't post the same thing over and over again. But I have heard mm. people go the other way of saying, "Well, of course, like it's their jobs to sort of maintain fitness." Which yeah, is yeah, the other view. which is a good point. Yeah. Um, I think this also leads into one of Edwin's other tweets the other day, um, which we could fight about. Um, maybe, I, maybe I think we can call Edwin's tweets. Uh, that's what Edwin tweeted this week <laughs> that we can argue about. Grids. Um, Every um, day. Look, I, th- I think Brad's got a point here. It's like, their job is to stay fit, right? Like, mm. so if they aren't traveling or doing something else, what what else would they be doing? Like, I don't know. It, it is a bit like, 
it is a bit unnecessary. However, on the other side, fans fucking froth it. Yeah, that's they what I was going to say. <laughs> if yeah. you're talking about what you're trying to do or who you're trying to appeal to, fans love seeing... I don't think they could get sick of people seeing their players in at the club when they're not technically supposed mm. to be or when it's not their time there. Which is it's one of the hardest things to comprehend, right? Because it's like every player does it but and everyone at, knows that like yeah it's yeah. that early excitement of like oh we're ahead of the rest like look at us we're we're doing yeah. stuff that the other teams aren't doing it's it's easy wins yeah like, let's be honest it's easy wins for a content team like i i think there's more reason to do it than to not which brings me to my other point and my other fucking beef i've got with edwin <laughs> the birthday post oh <laughs> uh, no i agree with him but um no nah, you're both idiots yeah, absolutely. You can stupid. stop sharing okay. the screen, by he, the way, if you just want to see our beautiful faces. Yeah, that's so true. Um, here's my point, and I agree. Birthday graphics and birthday posts are fucking stupid. Like, you know what? Who cares? Who cares? The families. Except who cares? The fans care. The fans fans again, absolutely yeah. froth a birthday post. And Edwin... When was the last time you worked in sports, mate? You can sit there and you can <laughs> criticize our, opinion. our fucking... <laughs> Nah, fuck him. I'm off him. You can sit there and you can say, oh, it's so lazy that people aren't putting up like something different for birthdays. Here's 10 different ideas. Yeah, great. Go out and shoot them. Go out and edit fucking 80 birthday posts and then tell me that that's really simple to do, you dickhead. I think his point is just more be original. Be original and either just stop doing it or do something different. But you don't need to. But this that's, is the this but, is the argument. But this is where I agree with him because that's the it's almost like that's the the purpose of you as a content creator or like part of the digital team. Like change it up, be original. Okay, so here here's a scenario for you, right? Like obviously there's great ideas you can do for birthday posts. Let's say Name um, one. I can't think of one. Okay, okay. Let let's say let's take it out of Carlton. Let's do like LeBron James, right? Yeah. You've got this all this stuff that you could use for his birthday. Like you could go out and make this whole video around like delivering a, a cake made out of tacos to his to his house for yeah. his birthday, right? Great. Okay, and then what happens when you've got an absolute like D lister on your team? where there's nothing at all interesting about them. No one knows who they are, but then they're expecting this like high level, like bit of content. No, just don't do it. I, I don't think you need to nah. match them up. You can't. I, th- I think it's like a bit Because of, once again, fans love it. But I think you could treat it like an interview. So if just because you go out and interview or someone had a good moment that they want to talk about on the weekend, doesn't mean you got to go talk to the next seven people on the roster because you did an interview with the other person. I think if you look at that mm. way... You could, but it's a bit more personal than an interview. Like, it's their birthday. What about just the average photo of them up on the story? I mean, it could be a story post. I don't say it has to be a grid post. Mm. But also, every year, like, we have this debate. And every year I go back and I look through the analytics and I'm like, should we kill the birthday post? And every year it's one of the top performing posts. This is the biggest thing that I can't wrap my head around. (laughs) I don't get people that love a birthday post. Who gives a shit? But but again, like this is where <laughs> it's, so it's one of those things. We don't need to like you don't. Sometimes you just have to accept things, and the stats are there to prove it. Yeah, like you don't need. It's the whole like work smarter, not harder. Like it's an easy win. You just 
don't need to be that creative for it unless it's like something really cool. Like yeah. when a player has a birthday and it's on the same day they've got a press conference and you surprise them with a cake and it's like, ah, oh, this yeah. is fun, this is cool, and then you're done. Yeah. No, I, I get both. I do get both sides. I yeah. I, I do think uh, I'm more on Edwin's side of let's just stop it with the same mm. stuff, but I can't argue with your logic because if they're easy wins and for some reason fans love it, then why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Do Maybe it? we need to put it to the fans and be like, "Why the fuck do you love this?" <laughs> Get someone the birthday correspondent. Why do you like the post? <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that's the controversial call. Let's wrap this up, Michael Barker. Okay, guys, wrap it up. Good controversial call, though. Thanks for your fan input, yeah, by the way, both of you, Bradley and yeah. Evan. If there's a Anything you want us to argue about, please let us know. Now, I haven't put this in the notes because I want to surprise you. But I also want to get a a few feelers out there. Um, We're trying to keep this show fresh and we're probably at the limits of like where we are in terms of what more we can do. We're, We're trying to get some guests, obviously we can do that. But I personally would love to have a live show that also doubles as a bit of a, a night for all of the digi crew meet up we'll, we'll say melbourne unless you want to travel but um yeah, yeah we'll, a meetup. um so we're trying to gauge some interest as to like who would actually attend that and we'll put a little social post out just to get uh, a bit and i reckon if we got like 10 to 15 bucks we might consider running it um but like it's probably rare in this industry that you get to to actually hang out with um other like-minded creators unless you know someone with like a mutual partner or an external puts on an event that you all get to go to so yeah um guess we'll put out some feelers and if there's enough people we'll do a bit of a live show a bit of a panel and then a bit of a meetup yeah i like it i think it's a good point i've just decided well you decide what you want um i think it's a good point i think it's a good point about needing like a purpose whether it's a live show or maybe it's um some form of content speed dating what do you reckon match up (laughs) one by one talk have a topic have a cue card of what do you think of birthdays that'd be fun actually (laughs) i think that's a great idea yeah we could do that it just wouldn't invite edwin would we (laughs) no but we would because then someone could argue with him and then and then maybe you could like yeah, I like that. Those random assortment cards of like content questions of like birthday posts, yeah. and then you fight the person opposite you. I think I look. I think there's plenty we could do. Let's gauge some interest, and then if there's enough, we could try and push for it before the end of this year or early next year, while everything's a bit calm for everyone. So obviously, I know that there's A League and NBL and cricket going on. Um, so we'll try and find a time that works for everyone. If if there's people interested, yeah, and one step at a time. We'd love to meet you all as well. Yeah, yes, I would. Like Scott. Yeah. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Thanks for the tuning in. Um, everything you need to know, you already know it. But all the links uh, where you can find them on our socials, uh, we'll full episode up on YouTube and listen to the show and previous shows through Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we've got it. Marks, anything else from you? No, nothing for me. Great show, Jules. <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok? Shuck up. Have you? Can Shuck we end that on that? Me and Elise have been pissing ourselves. Have you seen the TikTok challenge of people throwing the shuckers of the tongue up? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's like, 
No, it's like a it's like a trend where basically, so let's say me and you are a couple, and I'm filming like a vlog style photo, and um, let's say Shuckers is not something I, I never do, but I keep doing yeah. it, and it's just the other person's reaction. It's it's really weird that I find it so funny, but it's great. Anyway, oh fuck, love a Shucker. <laughs> anyway, Bark. On that note, everyone, that's all for Love me. you all. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.